What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? After a week off, we are back for the Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by the crew. Miss Mary Amate is in the building. What's going on? Ancient, tired. <laughs> That's for sure. That's here. for sure. Mr. Bailey the Great himself. What's up, B? Another day, another dollar. You always say that, man. I really hope you're making more than a dollar a day, especially out in California, man. I really hope I you're love- Hey, you gotta keep making money. You gotta keep making money. <laughs> so we uh we took last week off because they decided to drop a verses on our recording day. So we did the the right thing for the culture and we just enjoyed the verses and didn't worry about recording the episode. But we're back this week and we got a wait wake this week with my country ass and we got a hell of a docket plan for you guys this week. And the first thing that we want to jump into, and I know I didn't like put this in order. Do you guys want to just get in, get the verses out the way and talk about verses first, or do you want to save it? Yeah. Hey, however you feel. Let's jump in. All right, fuck it. I, Let's do, I, feel, it. I feel like that's what people are going to want to hear first anyway. So, Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Uh, we got the DMX Snoop Dogg versus, uh, and this was... This was a hell of an experience. Like this is one of the first verses that I that I, I've watched a couple of them all the way through without stopping or picking back up a couple of uh, like an hour later. Or so I watched this from the moment it started to the moment it stopped, and I think DMX set the tone for the night with that opening prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then it just it just followed through. Like seeing them perform, even though D, DMX seeing him try to perform live for a while there, I'm like I don't know if he gonna make it the whole night, but he made it. He had to take a he had to take a break. He was drinking his Kool Aid. Um, this was just, it was just great to see these, uh, two, uh, grandfathers of hip hop at this point, uh, do their thing. And like I said, I, I tweeted out like afterwards, like DMX for me, the reason why, like I've always associated very much with DMX is like DMX is one of the first adult black men I ever see cry publicly period and be embraced. And like seeing from him being in his darkest place to like now being like, the old guy throwing annihilators at people and asking them if they wanted candy. Like, that shit was just a great experience to me. But what overall did you guys think, before we get into, like, the rounds and everything, what did you guys think about versus overall? Well, who's going first? Mary, you, you know ladies first? Come on. You take it first. Okay. So, I felt, well, I guess to preface this, I should say that you just identified a key theme of that night when you said grandfathers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, first of all, DMX is old ass should know better than to be drinking Kool-Aid and eating annihilators and all that sugar when he's damn near 50. Um, so we're going to just have to say that. But, um, listen, when it came vibe wise, I feel like Snoop was only outdone by Jadakiss. Mm, (laughs) Snoop is like a very close second in terms of really, you know, being a vibe for those verses. Um, he was a really great host. I mean, look, I could watch him see walk all day and night. <laughs> um, for sure. It was dope to hear him actually chiming in on a lot of, you know, X's songs. The stories were really dope, a lot of the behind the scenes. I had never knew the story of um, Get At Me Dog being the title of it, being inspired by Snoop and, and X having an encounter in a club. Um, so yes, but, and listen, their music timeless, right? Yeah. Like I, I feel like Exo definitely, <laughs> he just wanted to sit his ass down <laughs> and it felt like Snoop was forcing him all night long to, you know, like to try to dance, to try to kind of keep up with his pace. And X is definitely, he, he looks like he has some bad knees or something now. Like <laughs> he really, <laughs> I mean, even in the beginning, he's like, so we're we just going to stand here all night. And it was like, <laughs> you just got up. Like, <laughs> um, And then, I mean, listen, it was entertaining because, like I said before, the music is timeless. The music is immortal, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing that was very painful for me to watch was um, the freestyling at the end. It was, again, Snoop was like forcing X (laughs) and he just kept on like, I don't know, kept on uh, losing it basically. And like Snoop is one of the baddest dudes to ever freestyle ever. And he just proved that he, he still don't miss a beat. And then it was like, X was really like, really dog, you gonna make me do this? Like, and then would keep trying to jump in, and it was just kind of bad and painful. So it was entertaining, yes, but it, I don't know. It, it made me feel a little bit bad for X because he's probably the only one 
out of all the verses for me that really like showed his age. I mean, aside from the technology problems and people not knowing how to work phones and computers, Mm -hmm. but like he truly just seemed like it was painful for him to move. So, and I mean, mind you, somebody had tweeted, because obviously I always live, you know, tweet along with the show. Somebody had tweeted, um, I just want all y'all to know that at one point, DMX was a sex symbol. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, like, I I think I retweeted it because it was like, I mean, when I tell you, when I was in high school, like, the level of fiendery that we were on for DMX was, like, everybody wanted to be quiche in belly. Mm. (laughs) You know, like, we were all mad when he did not say our names and, you know, what y'all B-words want from a N. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, now it's like, whoa, I dodged a bullet (laughs) with that (laughs) one because age did not treat him well. But for what it's worth, look, it was good to see him looking healthy and, you know, not on drugs, clearly. Um, So, you know, he should be celebrated for that. It was entertaining, put it that way. But I feel like it was only entertaining because their music is classic. So it obviously we all sang along to every song. We did the dancing for DMX. It was fine. So yeah. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. Baylor. I actually got I actually got that battle at number one. I don't think anybody's gonna beat that battle unless they call up Dre and Jay Z. I honestly think as far as entertaining wise, uh it was everything. For the reasons what uh that Mary just said, he showed his age. <laughs> but that's what I appreciate about it is that sometimes sometimes we get caught up with these entertainers and these athletes, these football players they put on these helmets and we see them as an athlete and not as a human being. But then once they take that jersey off and they take that helmet off, when they, once they put that mic down, they're just a regular human being who have wives, kids, etc. cetera. Uh, and they deal with the same issues that we deal with further down the line. Um, that was everything to me. But it meant more to me because seeing Snoop, um, and, this is just, and this is just our coast, we embrace the East Coast so much. Whereas early on, we had to fight to get our respect. So when I actually seen X sing along to some mm. of the songs, that meant a lot more because because the feud between East Coast and West Coast has been, yo, we not getting the same respect that we deserve. And for him to be in DMX at the time, you know, DMX was in a running to be the best. Let's not get that mistaken. He was in a running to be one of the best. Uh, well, he is one of the best, but the best. And to for for them to embrace each other like that, it, it felt like two drunk uncles. Whereas That's exactly Jadakiss, what it felt like. Yeah. Whereas J D Kiss and Fab felt like that drunk uncle with that cool cousin. You know what I mean? And and to me, I felt like that shit just worked out. You couldn't even tell besides the music that was played that they was one was from Long Beach and and, and one was from you know he's from Yonkers, right? Yeah, so you can really you can really tell. It's like if you put them in a room, you're gonna be like, look, these are my two drunk uncles. This is X and this is Unc Snoop right here. You know what I mean? And and that was everything right there. From and and the way when he showed his age, when Snoop kept saying, when he kept asking, when he kept asking Swiss like how many, you know, how many we got, <laughs> X was like, yo, I keep seeing the same thing. That what are y'all looking at that I'm not seeing? That's when I that's when I was like, yeah, this is the best battle ever right here. Because X is really like, he's not up on nothing right now, but it don't matter. And you know what? I stopped listening to Cass after they counted uh, Jada out. When they threw Jada out before the uh, the battle started with Fat, mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, I can't listen to y'all. We already know that Snoop Catalog is by far ways, I wouldn't say way superior, but longer than X. And more versatile. So, so there's no way that he could literally compete within 20 songs because Snoop has more. But... I also said, do not count X out if we're literally going to count, you know, song for song, because if you strategically put those songs in a certain place, he got action. And what we end up with, nobody wins. I saw a lot of East Coast cats tripping, talking about X upset Snoop. I don't consider it upset. I consider it a classic battle. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because if it was a real life battle, there's nothing to talk about. But for me, when I say this was for the culture, mm-hmm. every bit of it, every bit of it. I'm telling you right now, if they don't bring out Sean Carter, if they don't bring out Andre, this is going to go down to me as the best one of all time. I agree with everything you guys said. Um, and, you know, 
now like people look at verses and like they automatically go to like i think people go to this mindset of who's the better rapper who's the better lyricist who has more songs and it's really that that those things play a part into it but somebody said on twitter and i'm sorry that i'm not remember exactly who tweeted it but that verses is really like a spades game you can have a great hand but if you don't know how to play it then it's going to affect you and some of the tracks that snoop picked like towards the middle rounds i don't understand how they act like i wouldn't have picked those in my top 30 snoop tracks like that whole no limit era snoop to, maybe i'm just not a fan of it that no limit era some of the songs he picked from that i was like look you can you could have left that off like he didn't do dre day he didn't do still uh dre like he didn't do a lot of his collaborations with dr dre and it's like what were you what were you thinking like i, I don't i i didn't get like some of the the selections that he did on it, other than he maybe did that to make it more competitive of a night but outside of that like seeing dmx dance in his chair to certain uh snoop songs and like that shit felt good man i can't even lie that shit felt good yeah yeah i mean like, yeah. And let's not let's not let's not act like some of these tracks wasn't yo i'm gonna play this one you come with this one you know what I mean? Yeah. So it could it could have been that, but that just goes in. I enjoyed all of it. I I don't think I don't think it was. I I didn't see a miss anywhere. Like that one, I could literally somebody was. I I seen a couple people say, "Yo, like where's the playlist at? We need this playlist." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's how that's how fire it was. But yeah, man, I'm trying to tell you, I don't think I don't think I don't think we could uh, top this one right here. Yeah. Unless unless we put them two and Fab and Jada in the same goddamn, you know, <laughs> energy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about what's coming up next, but I guess let's let's give our official like who won that battle to you guys. And Mary, I'll come back to you first on the who, who's the winner to you. I mean, Baylor alluded to this before, and I totally agree. I think if Snoop really came to battle, Snoop would have DMX wouldn't have stood a chance only because Snoop has so much more and more versatility. But I feel like they put on for the culture, and the culture won. I mean, I don't think you can really make a winner. But what I will say is Snoop definitely, Snoop felt like he was hosting. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like he was really the host of that. And he kept the energy and the pace going. And, you know, DMX kind of brought in the comic relief. (laughs) But Snoop was definitely, like, keeping the momentum up and the energy going. So for me, you know, Snoop's energy won. Okay, fair uh, enough, Baylor. Yeah, I think I think Snoop at one point forgot it was a battle because at one point he was like, "Yo, you can finish this song if you want to." Yeah, like, <laughs> I want you to finish this song, but no, I'm not gonna pick a winner because because we won. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. We know. We know that the catalog is a catalog difference. But at the same, it, I'll put it to you like this. If I had to pick, I would say that for the people that counted X out, X probably lost by like three points at the buzzer. Mm. Okay. One thing that I would like, I agree with that. But one thing I would like to see, I would like to see the trend of the freestyling, whatever, getting into a cipher. I like that. Um, happen more often. Like I felt like that was a really good idea if Snoop was the one who came up with it because it seemed like he just kind of at a whim, on a whim, was like, let's just go. Um, because he kind of was bringing it back to you know the skill, right? Like that was required to be in this game and. Who better to do that than the real OGs? Because let's be real, if you got these new dudes, <laughs> no, I don't think any of them could really hang with an actual, like, in a cipher like that. Yeah. So I would love to see that become a trend. At one point, Snoop gave us a commercial while DMX went to go take a piss. Yeah. Yeah. So. As- I remember that. That shit was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we didn't know who it was sponsored by. But... <laughs> was that the first time that we ever had a damn a break like that in the verses? Like, that was a whole intermission. Because then they came back, and before they started, isn't that when he did the whole 13, when he did the freestyle, when he was messing with the girl? Like, it, I don't know. It, it was an experience. But see, that, that was still some old shit, because, you know, young dudes just be behold- in their pee. <laughs> DMX couldn't do it. He couldn't do that. He couldn't, I feel you on that I didn't see anybody else take a bathroom not, break. Not when you drinking Kool-Aid and uh, when he disappeared that time. <laughs> and eating annihilators like that shit. Hey, come on. I, I gotta feel his pain because don't expect me to c- continue to dance and I gotta take a piss. Alright? So... <laughs> Oh yeah. man! Shout out to I, Big Snoop. If you call that little dancing, <laughs> shout out to Snoop and DMX though, man. Thank y'all for the for the night, for the experience and everything. That shit was amazing. But uh, we got to move in uh, to the next one. So I guess we'll 
I'm not going to go in order. We already broke up the order. So let's talk about what the next verse is going to be. It's been officially announced for a while there. Like, there was this image going around. It was going to be Baby versus uh, Master P, which I had hot takes on if that was the case. Luckily, it was not. It's going to be Rick Ross versus 2 Chains. I don't care. I couldn't be any less excited. <laughs> I might miss I that one. This one may be cool just to see them interact and talk from that standpoint. But, like, from the music, like, don't get me wrong. 2 Chains has hits. But... 20 i don't want to hear 22 chains tracks i'm just gonna be honest with you i i don't so i don't know man you know what it is is that this is an undercard fight and it just came it just came after a heavyweight fight that's what it is if this would have been if this would have been the first or the second versus battle that we've ever seen they would have got some traction or some respect i should say Mm -hmm. but outside of that like you just finished coming off of a classic battle you know what i mean and no, nah, and it doesn't help that at one point Two Chains was like trying to fish for his competition. You know what I mean? Like he was out there trying to pick certain people to go up against, yeah. and it's like that's not how it really that's not how it really goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it's I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about this. So, Mary, anything left to say? Nothing. All right. No, <laughs> I just feel like ew. Like exactly. Like. <laughs> But one what they got kind of stirred up over this and, and something that I would love to see this one personally. I, the people have been talking about it on Twitter literally for almost since versus like really became a thing. Um Chris Brown said that he would smoke Usher off features alone. This battle has to happen now. Like you can't let the little nigga talk to you like that, Usher. Like I'm I'm gonna be on I'm not even the biggest Usher fan, but I can't deny Usher got hits. I recently listened to like Usher's greatest hits playlist on on uh on Spotify that somebody made and I he easily has 20 hits so like for Chris Brown to say he's gonna smoke him off features alone man that's just deep to me man I, I, that's a that's a bit too much that's a yeah. bit too much but let's not get carried away now just because oh, Brown talking, got hits that's what I'm saying yeah, just Brown because got he's hits. talking just because he's talking greasy doesn't mean he ain't got action yeah he he does but he must be smoking if he really thinks that he would blow Usher out because, and I am a big Usher fan, but I'm also a fan of Chris Brown. And I even defended him through his like crazy phase because I feel like he's just that talented, but I don't know. Nobody's messing with Usher, but that might be the most evenly yoked pairing that I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think (laughs) we saw the little man in the background, but I definitely think that, uh, um, this this would be a great battle. Like this, they can almost go hit for hit. The thing that the only thing that I think could take if Chris Brown does win, I think any either one of them would take it home, is that Chris Brown, maybe because his hits are more recent, but even then that really doesn't matter. Like, I think Chris Brown has more different styles of music than Usher, but at the same time, we don't know that that, that doesn't always play into into somebody winning a versus battle. But I would love to see this one. Like them being live together they would have to be in person like just imagine what dmx and snoop Dogg did with two people who can actually dance they fucking ass off i'll sign me the fuck up yes i was just gonna say that they'd have to really perform it and sing dance <laughs> act all that um yeah i wish that would happen i mean what's holding it up I don't, and that's the thing that i worry about like the sustainability of verses and you know they just signed that deal with apple which we'll talk about next but um like these bigger stars aren't going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it for free. I don't think a Jay-Z is going to do it for free. And may, maybe Chris Brown's younger. Maybe he doesn't give a damn usher. I just, I don't know. I don't know if we've already peaked with verses, so to say, like until maybe they start doing it on pay-per-view on Apple, uh, on Apple TV. Like if we're going to get any bigger names than what we've gotten already. Right. Right. I can see that. Um, well, I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll have to see it unfold, you know, but it seemed like it seems like the names that you just said would probably go the I need I need to pat my pockets route. But there's a lot of cats that I think that probably wouldn't mind doing it for free. It's just that we don't I don't know who want to necessarily listen to them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I feel like Usher would do it for the culture. I think he would. But I don't know. <laughs> I hope Instead, he does. We're like, getting two chains and freaking Rick Ross. So, yeah, because at this point, it's like, yo, if he wasn't invited on verses, then 
I it, I think they're kind of like looking at it like that. You know what I'm I saying? Hope because that they're making a documentary of the behind the scenes of all the people who they tried to holler at that mm-hmm. didn't make it on for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I'd love to hear those stories. Yeah. I mean, and if they Please if they exposed an asshole who would want it to be paid. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. I I I just I struggle to like think of who who like who they can get next besides like people that I really don't want to see. And then of course, like people like T.I. are willing to do it. Clearly he's calling out 50. If you can find a different opponent for T.I., that would be huge. But I just, people, it seems like the bigger stars are like trying to circumvent or sidestep versus, um, I mean, I don't know. And the thing that we have next on the list is that, you know, they did uh, Timberland and Swiss Beats did sign a deal with with Apple Music, which is going to be streaming. It's streamed live, I think, with the first time uh, for the Snoop Dogg and DMX battle. But I heard a lot of people said that they had trouble streaming it from Apple TV. So hopefully they get it together. But what do you what do we think that this does for Versus as a brand? Like, does it make it bigger? Is this thing going to fizzle out once the world open backs up? Like what sports are coming back on? Or is Versus still going to be appointment TV with NFL and MLB back in football soon enough. What do you guys think about like this Apple deal and how it plays into the future versus? Now with the right marketing team, if they okay. if they give the right marketing team when it's, once the world open back up, they can make it even bigger. Okay, that's what that's one thing about some of these companies that they not thinking ahead of time, like are not thinking. I wouldn't say thinking ahead of time. They don't think like us because they could take that shit that they doing on TV and put it on the stage uh, and create a concert. And who wouldn't rock that? You know what I mean? True. You can't like. Come on, I'm 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 paying fifty to a hundred dollars to go to a concert to see the versus battle between X and Snoop. I'm going to go see that. You know what I mean? And, and even if it's outside or inside of an arena, I'm going to go see that. Now the performance. If you're looking for the performance, you're not going to get it from from one side from one side of the floor. But but the nostalgia though, like I went to when I went to go see the locks, them niggas wasn't jumping up and down a lot. You know, the Styles P wasn't running up and down the goddamn you know uh, stage or anything like that. But we go to go we go to go listen to the classics. You know what I mean? So if they do it right, they can keep it going. Definitely. And then you can bring in the money that you want. I agree. Yeah. Um, I I felt like the first Apple Music Apple TV one though was um John Legend and Alicia Keys, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember the Instagram numbers being way lower than I was expecting, and I was like, whoa. And then they were like, yeah, afterwards they had showed the Apple Music the Apple TV numbers, and then that made sense. Okay. Um, and then they also are are sponsored by Ciroc with the uh, liquor, although. Well, then you got dudes like freaking DMX bigging up now and later's and Kool Aid. So it's like somebody needs to tell the artist, don't mention brands that aren't cutting us a check. But um, I mean, listen, I think there's so much potential for this. Do I think that everyone's going to be tuning into IG Live when the world is really open? No. But I definitely think, like Baylor said, a concert would be dope. I think a documentary series or some shit on Netflix would be, you know, amazing also. Who knows? I mean, an app could even. <laughs> be something that could come out of this. Like, I definitely think they'll figure out how to pivot, but I don't think Versus is going to just go away. It just might, I don't know, change its distribution tactic. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, we'll see how they, Swiss and Timberland have been smart with how they handled it up until this point. I'm sure they, they probably are starting to, if if they haven't already came up with an idea that they need to start formulating uh, thoughts on how to continue the brand, once everything, like with sports, like I said, with everything coming back and the world possibly opening back up soon, if we can get our shit together, because numbers are spiking everywhere, too. But I don't want to talk about COVID. So, I mean, we'll see it. I'm just I, it, to think that this started from Timberland and Swish just trying to give us something during the quarantine and like what this has turned out out to be is just amazing. So hats off to them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Moving into the next topic that we have uh, is Kanye West. <laughs> So it's been so much shit since the last time we recorded. Like originally had on here, he had his rally where he like broke down and started crying. And then uh, uh, Dave Chappelle had to fly out and and apparently do some healing with him and 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 get him back right. And uh, there was a Twitter meltdown. Him coming calling out Kim Kardashian. He announced the Donda album. That album didn't come out on time. Then we got like video of him like having a whole tisk with Kim Kardashian. What the fuck is going on with Kanye West? The Kardashian effect? I know. I was going to say, what really is going on with him is none of our goddamn business. Why do we even care? At this point. Why? I'm burnt out, bro. (laughs) Yeah. 
What you want me to it's do like, with that? It's like, whatever. So, okay, I can say this. Well, I'm sure I'll get some backlash from someone, but so Kanye is a Gemini, <laughs> and so is Trump. I don't know if y'all are seeing any parallels here, but and I, I don't know if you have any Gemini loved ones in your life, but they're attention-seeking. Um, there's a lot of, like, this is typical Gemini behavior. So maybe since I'm, you know, aware of this, that's why I'm not so startled by it. <laughs> and I don't, for the record, I don't think that Kanye is nuts. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. So, Which makes it worse. It does. He he plays with us. At this and, point, it's like you have to choose to be, you know, and that's, tapped and that's in or I, not. I'm tired. Like, I... I don't, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike him, but I just, I, I'm not about to feed into that. Cause I, honest, yeah. I honestly believe if you don't give him enough attention, then he'll kill himself. I seriously believe that. I, if, if the world ignore him, then he will try to grab the last bit of attention that he can get. And that's by going out with a bang. I don't want. I don't wish that. I don't want to put that type of energy in the air. But that's what it seems like. Damn, at this point. bro, that's deep. It's deep, but it's the truth. Yeah, you, you, you're talking about you, you're talking about a cat. You're talking about a cat that goes to extreme measures to grab my attention. You know what I mean? Not let alone the, his fans and the people that hate him. I'm stuck in the middle to where I knew his first three albums were back to back to back classics. You know what I mean? After that, y'all can have that other shit. But I'm. And all this calling him a genius, mm-hmm. I, uh, you can have that too. <laughs> you can have that too. What I will say what is, that does trouble me is that the youth, right? Particularly like 18-year-olds who are like voting, 18 to 21-year-olds who are voting for the first time in this upcoming election, which is so important. Um, you know, they are taking him seriously, a lot of them. And... I mean, I've personally heard, you know, like my daughter's friends who are of voting age now for the first time, actually considering voting for Kanye when he was acting like he was running for president. And that is the kind of shit we don't need. We don't need distractions like that. So that's the only thing that kind of gets under my skin a little bit with what he's pulling. But aside from that, he can have his own his little breakdown. I mean. I mean, even the car, like, it's boring at this point now with him and the Kardashians, too. It's like, all right. And then they tried to pull Meek into it. <laughs> and he was like, not today. So, Meek yeah. got his own shit going on, right? Uh, exactly. He just broke up with his pregnant girlfriend. So, but I think the thing with Kanye and the Kardashians is that, unfortunately, sorry, I got the hiccups. It just seems like, <laughs> it just seems like it. you expect it now, right? Like, you expect every every month it to be something with Kanye or the or the Kardashians, and you know it it sucks because sometimes like I feel that like he's really kind of calling out for help, so to say. At least that's the way I look at. It. I can understand people saying it's more so a cry out for attention, but like sometimes I just get the feeling from Kanye like he just I don't know if he doesn't have the support, he doesn't have people around him to check him, like whatever it is, but. To Baylor and your point, like at this point, I almost just don't give a fuck. It's like just shut the fuck up and go in the corner, Kanye. Just go do that. We got too much shit going on. Like there were there were protests all over the country last week, but yet that shit didn't get any fucking coverage. But yet we got all coverage over what Kanye and Cardet and Kim are talking about in a fucking car and tweets. Like I'm just over the shit. It, it's so much shit going on in the world today that it's like, do we? Do I really want to keep paying attention to more shit with this motherfucking idiot Kanye West? I don't. I, I drop some music. I'll talk about music all day if it's amazing. But all this extra shit, I'm just fucking over. The political run, the rally, all that shit is just fucking irritating as hell. And I'm just tired of Kanye's ass. Like, and I hate to be because if somebody, if something happens to Kanye, I'm gonna feel terrible for feeling this way. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. But at the end of the day, right now, I just don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck. Hey, okay, so let me ask y'all a question then. Back in the um, back in the nineties, probably that whole decade leading up to like the early two thousands, do you think? Do you see how different? Not even just the music, but the way these artists carried themselves. Yeah. Do you see the difference between then and now? You know what I'm saying? I've always said if Pac was still here, if Big was still here, I don't think we would have a Drake as an artist. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think the I think the the style not even just the style of music, but the respect for the for the craft was just different. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. and now and now even with Jay Z being probably the highest guy at the at the top of the chart, that nigga don't care. 
You know what I mean? He doesn't care to to check his at one point his fellow brother. You know what I mean? So we don't got him to look towards. There's nobody else out that's like, yo, this shit needs to stop. And the culture right now, which is majority of the youngsters, they don't care to listen to any of the old heads because the ones that we look up to, they not saying nothing. Yeah. And when you and when you don't say nothing for a long period of time, when you finally come out and say something, it's too late. It's too late. And so now we got to deal with this type of shit. Kanye knows what he's doing. Now, if y'all think that is genius, then he can have it. He can have that. But as far as his other shit, like, nah, come on, man. This is getting out of control. This is getting out of control. I mean, I I, I agree with your point to an extent. I, I Like, even if Big and Pac were around, like, at this point, the culture is, has changed in such a way that... I don't, I don't know if they could have stopped where we are at this point right now. Like, they probably could have staved it off some a little bit. Like, if you look at, uh, like, to compare it to Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Jay-Z did the song Death of Autotune with fucking, he debuted it with T-Pain on stage. And Autotune went away for a while. It just came back differently and people using it differently. So he staved it off somewhat in the way that rappers were using it. But it still came back, and it still is used in a way to this day. We look at look at what the fuck Tory Lanez does. So I think like yeah. like yes, you can you if you're a flag bearer of the culture and at a certain level, you can you can kind of manipulate culture to a degree. But even that fizzles out after a while. We would have got here. Maybe they would have held it off for another ten years, and we would have really been old people by the time it got to where it is now. But it would have eventually got here at some. But point. those ten but those ten years would have been during the ten years Kanye was developed. My point is the eighties was so respected and was so strong mm-hmm. that the eight that the nineties was pure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it, so we feeding off from the generation. We killed half of the culture. Half of the culture is dead with with big and, and, and pop. And then we keep losing the solid ones. And then all we left with is pill heads. <laughs> That's it. Well damn. <laughs> is this an SOS? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, SOS for the culture. I think we just found the title for this episode. There you go. Bailey, you always, somehow we always get titles from you, but, uh, I mean, fuck. I mean, I, I got nothing to follow it up with shit. You said it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the last topic that we got for this segment is Megan the stallion. She finally came on IG live and addressed getting shot. She didn't go too much into detail. Um, I think that's probably because it's a legal matter. So she's probably only going to talk about it to a certain extent, but I think like, well, if you see, the reaction on her face and like everything that you can clearly see this was an emotional time period and, and situation for her. and hopefully that from this people respect her space but then to follow that up that same day we get just hilarious making a dumbass video about it on fucking uh this is how it would have went down like all this shit leave the fucking woman alone i've made i made my jokes when the news first came down before all the details came out but at this point leave them leave that woman alone what do you guys think yeah, I was just going to say, I feel bad because we really were laughing on the last yeah. episode. But, but like you said, we didn't know all the, all the facts. Um, the more that this comes out, uh, I think, again, SOS for the culture. It's like, I, I mean, basically, I still, there's no justification for Tory Lane's shooting Megan the Stallion. No matter what. I mean, yeah. people were like, oh, she was beating him up and blah, blah, blah. And she was jealous about him flirting with Kylie, whatever. So also, by the way, another incident where, where the Kardashians are involved. <laughs> just thought I'd point that out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this is, there's something seriously amiss, like truly in this situation. And it's not a joking matter. So yeah, yeah I yeah. think we should until we really know the facts and even then it's really sad because i just still don't even understand how like did tory lanes feel threatened like his life was threatened by meg the stallion that he would need to shoot her like it's just i don't know he has he he has some issues apparently so i think they need our prayers and thoughts for real definitely he he shot her in the foot like what is that what do we have any uh knowledge about his deal remember he just signed a big deal is that is that being affected in any way i haven't read anything that is being affected so well you know uh, hayes what you want me to do with this one i don't <laughs> he shot megan in the foot i mean I, you know what you right but you you said it like it's going to be one of those things where 20 30 years down the line we're going to get the backstory and i can i can pretty much say it's some shit that we just don't know 
that happened on both sides. I would say both sides could probably be guilty. It's just that right now you can't be shooting women in the feet. You can't be shooting black women in the feet. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just, you bro, you just signed a great deal. You came up with quarantine radio. You was killing it. You caught a you 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 caught a quick buzz, and then you plucked it off because I told you these niggas is popping pills, Hayes. That's what it is. That's what it seems like. More and more, the, the story came out. But like, we won't get the details of this until uh, Meg Thee Stallion's biopic comes out in twenty five years on Lifetime, and we get the whole reenactment <laughs> of it. <laughs> well, you got to put it on Lifetime. You <laughs> everybody. I mean, that's where this belongs. Everybody get Netflix deals, and she get a lifetime. <laughs> I need to. I need to see who that actor, that actress is. It's somebody who's not even born yet, bro. So yeah, you don't got to worry about it. Somebody You're right, and, pro- and, and, and probably not even from the states. <laughs> True. But yeah, man. Um, it's just yeah. Let's let's. You know what? I don't want to say nothing else. If y'all don't have nothing else to say about it, let's get into our first break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about new music. Y'all ready for that? Jesus. Yes, I am. All right. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends come together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're back from our first break. We have some new music to talk about. We also have our TV and film section coming back after this one. Um, So the first thing that we have to talk about, even though this dropped a couple of weeks ago, I want to talk about it because it's leading up to his new album, Drake, The Only You Freestyle. Did you guys get a chance to listen? Okay. You're you're on mute, Mary. I mean, I I could have stayed on mute. Baylor said it. It's it's typical Drake. So if you like that, then then yeah. But for the rest of us, <laughs> so so we have a Drake fan that listens to us faithfully, right? And every time Drake drops oh, no. something, she 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 sends it to me, and she's like, "This is gonna literally every single time he drops something, this is gonna be what turns y'all around. Y'all gonna be Drake fans." So I listen to the shit, and I'm like. This is no different than anything else. Like I, I don't know what you thought this was going to turn me on, but I don't, I don't say that. I wait, I bring it here because she is a faithful listener. Shout out to Kay. She's a faithful, faithful listener, and she always hits me up. She loves our reviews. She, she thinks we don't give Drake his fair chance. But my thing with this, if you're a Drake fan, you're a Drake fan at this point. If you're not a Drake fan, I don't really think Drake can do anything. It's not like I don't respect what he means to the music industry and his rise and what he he can do and everything. I respect that. I respect it as a, as a hustler. I respect all that shit. But musically, to me, when it's in between those sixteen bars, I don't give a fuck about what Drake got to say anymore. Like it's just, I'm sorry. I I just don't. And tell that and tell that nigga stop throwing shots at pushing and then running. Tell him mm. stop running. Tell him stop running on the front uh, on the front porch and closing the door before Pusha can get through the gate. That's that that's the dude who who talks shit, but then no, like he sees people in public and talk shit because he knows he's with his dad and ain't nobody gonna jump him when he's with his pops. That's Drake, cause like I'm so oh man, this whole push they just need to fight. Can we get a versus with them where they just fight like an actual fight? Let's just get get the shit out the way. Just fight and 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 pat, with padded boxing gloves too, so it won't be too violent. I was running through the six with my woe. You know how that shit go. <laughs> I actually like that song, by the way. I like that song. Or it might be, it might just be the production, but it's a cool track, though. Go ahead, man. Yeah. But that seven cans of shark shit that he just came out with, throwing that out, throwing that out. And you know, I I wanted to put uh, all the new J Cole tracks that dropped on here, but I think I'll save that for next week because we got a jam packed ass show. Uh, but if I, I that is that's some shit that I look forward to. Like fuck all the canceling shit. That's some shit I look forward to. Drake, I, I'm I could go the right. We and you, we guys can do this podcast for ten more years. We just decide to never fucking review another <laughs> Drake album. I'm perfectly fine with it. Fuck it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like every Drake album. The last time we reviewed a Drake album, you can just take that review and play it every time a new Drake album comes out. That's just how I'm gonna feel about it. Well, 
I'm going to predict this for all the uh, Aubrey Angels. Uh, Drake's last album will go double diamond. Okay. I bet it will. I, it I, will. That wouldn't even surprise me at all. Um, but let's talk about an actual album. Uh, Logic, who announced that he was going to be dropping an album, and not only that, it was going to be his retirement album. He actually also signed a Twitch deal, which it seems like it's going to benefit um rappers and and local artists a little bit more we'll talk about that at some point but what logic no pressure dropped uh did you guys get a chance to listen to it what do you think about it as an album and as a final album because i feel like you got to kind of judge those things differently who wants to take this one first i apologize to logic because i am a logic fan Mm -hmm. But when, but when I saw the title, I automatically thought under pressure. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's his that's that's his only classic album right there. That's hard or whatever. So I did hear Buttons bring it up. I just I haven't listened to it. I'm gonna listen to it tonight though. Um, okay. Logic, man. Hey, but Logic, Logic got the numbers though. You know, uh, he, and he could spit. It's just come on, Logic. We already know what it is, bro. We just don't. We're tired of hearing about. You being mixed and stuff. <laughs> Mary? That's all it is. Okay. So, see, I have not had a chance to listen to it, but it's a, I, I really wanted to pay attention, so <laughs> I, uh, I I definitely plan to get to that, like, tomorrow. Okay. I can really sit and listen. So we'll yeah. kick, we'll really, kick the can. I really like Logic, too. We'll kick the I can like Logic down. Too. We'll kick the can down the street. We'll, we'll do a full review on that album. I'll just say for this, I, what I will say is that while it's not at any means his best work, I like this as an exit album. And we'll flesh that out next week. That's all I'll say. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving into TV and film, we got Morton Scorsese announced that he will be directing the Mike Tyson biopic starting Jamie Foxx. Now, I don't mean we we talk about TV more than film, and even when we do, we don't get into geeky stuff with it. Spike Lee and Scorsese are my two favorite directors all fucking time. I know you guys know, like, I've started doing short films and shit. Like, Spike Lee and Scorsese are my inspiration for, like, Spike Lee more than Scorsese. But uh, for my inspiration to, like, anything that I do in film, period. Like, and when this Mike Tyson biopic was announced, I thought Jamie Foxx was, like, the perfect person to do it. I think he's going to kill the role. No director or writer had been announced at this point. But now that Scorsese's been announced as the director, you can go ahead and take it to the bank. Jamie Foxx is winning the Best Actor of the Year award. The year this movie drops. Yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I can roll with that one. Yeah. I agree with all the above, too, about them two being the best directors. What's funny is I remember Jamie Foxx back in the... So I was, like, a fan of Jamie Foxx before people really caught on to him. Like, I used to religiously watch the Jamie Foxx show, and I feel like nobody else did. Like, everyone was watching other things, and I was like, yo, Jamie Foxx is on. And I remember him always doing a Mike Tyson impression back in those days, like in the 90s. So it's like he manifested this role. <laughs> well, he used to do it in his show and he used to do it in his stand-up. Yeah, he'll be great. He's I mean, yeah, he was a great Ray Charles too. <laughs> Jamie, and as a dramatic actor, like I, we, we so commonly remember Jamie as the funny guy, but as a dramatic actor, when he turns that shit on, Jamie is fucking amazing. And we know that Scor- and Scorsese's attention to detail. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm about to get on my nerd film shit. But like, for example, with The Irishman, like he sat down and because the actors were going to age over the course of this movie, he critiqued their body sh- posture in a sense like, oh, you're moving like you're 40. You're not moving like you're a 50 year old. I need you to move a different way. And then had them sit down with people that advised them on how how a 50 year old would move if they're turning their shoulders versus turn like he gets so detailed in in what he expects from his actors and now since we're doing a biopic those reenactments of whatever fights they decide to show in this are probably going to be some of the best boxing scenes ever filmed because his attention to detail is just that great right right so yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I'm a nerdy ass film person. Anytime is Scorsese and Spike get me going on that shit. But let's go ahead and move into the next topic. Uh, this is one that me and Mary tasked you with Baylor Hamilton. Did you watch it? Nope, I did. What didn't. the I'm hell? Tell you. you had two I'm weeks, tell, bro. I'm gonna tell you why. I forgot. I'm human. I, I totally forgot. But I did say this <laughs> <laughs> today. When, when I when I looked at the uh, the, the, the docket again, I said, "Oh, them niggas gonna kill me." <laughs> but I'm gonna watch it though. I'm gonna watch it. You might, have failed I, in your mission. You have I definitely might, failed. And, and I will say this though: I, there has since you since y'all brought it up, 
a lot of people, including other podcasters, have been talking about it, and they love it. So, you know, that's helping me get, you know, get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I apologize to the listeners if y'all was waiting on my feedback, because sometimes I could be harsh or blunt or upfront, but I'm looking to enjoy this. You will. You will. You will. Bro. You definitely will. Like, I, I, that's why we're trying to stay on you about watching this. So, I guess we're kicking that down the road too. We'll, we'll talk because I don't want to get too much into it and talk about it too much until you get a chance to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I, I wait, time out. Do you like musicals, Baylor? Did we even ask you this? I do. I oh. do. Okay. But, but 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 it's not up there though. It'll go. It'll go like this. Listen to music by myself while I'm high. Battle rap. Listen to music while I'm high. Battle rap and then musicals. Okay. Fair and enough. especially well, well, at least if, if you I enjoy if, them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, and I would, I would prefer to see it in person if I could. Right. Well, that the, the original cast, like almost nobody in the original cast is doing it anymore. Like even the person who created it isn't on the tour anymore um, for yeah, doing it. Yeah. So it's like, the, like you, if, yeah, if you want to see this cast, this is basically the only way you can see it at this point now. Like uh, he pops up. I think he does. He 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 comes back to the role if it's like a really big show from time to time, a couple of times a year. But just generally, he's not even on it anymore. But he's like uh-huh. Disney's golden child. Like he, I didn't know mm-hmm. he wrote, he wrote he he's written songs. Moana. With, yeah, Moana. He wrote almost everything in Moana. Like he's he's yeah. he's the it guy. Uh, West Side Story yeah. reboot. So I saw in the Heights off Broadway before he was known at all, um, and then ended up seeing it on Broadway. And in the Heights was supposed to be out in the in theaters in June, and they pushed that back to next year because of you know, COVID and, and theaters being shut down. But honestly, In the Heights, in my opinion, is better than Hamilton. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, and that was what put Lin-Manuel on the map. It was his first one. He wrote that when he was in college. So y'all got to check that out whenever they drop it. But it, he, it's dope. He needs to drop an album because I've seen some shit of him like freestyling. The dude can rap his fucking ass off. Yeah, so Freestyle Love Supreme was a group he was a part of that then became a Broadway show, and now they have it on Hulu. So check that oh, out. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. I'm, yes. in, I'm on it. I'm on it. I slid in there on Broadway in January, right before it closed, but it was an experience. And no, I mean, honestly, no two, I'm curious, I haven't watched it on Hulu yet, but no two shows are ever the same there because it involves a lot of audience feedback. Like they'll give, they'll have the audience give them words and then they freestyle off of those words. So I'm curious to see like how they're covering it for Hulu, but it, that that was dope, and that was Lin Manuel's brainchild as well. Dude is is a problem. <laughs> so, and his father is heavily involved in politics in New York City. So yeah, there yeah. you go. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Well, I'm excited for us to talk about him until next week, Baylor. Now, I did my homework that you asked us to do, which I was going to do anyway. You asked us, you wanted Gnome on the list. I put Gnome X on the list. We watched it. But I feel like we should just kick this down. Since you didn't do what we need you to do, fuck you. That's what I feel like. Hey, hey, players, fuck up. (laughs) Did you get a chance to watch Gnome, uh, Mary? No. I forgot, too. See, Baylor and I just be on the same page all the time. Y'all do. (laughs) Y'all do. I feel like y'all stage in the cute, uh, cute, what is it called? Consistent. We're consistent. Whatever. (laughs) All right, so we're going to actually move into our second break. When we come back, we got the last topic for you guys. Boy, that whole hey, second yo, segment hey, was just a bunch really of, no, nah, I ain't did it. I ain't do it. He, <laughs> he really skipped? No, he was like, no, fuck that, for real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after. Yo, this your boy, Flo 700. What's good, everybody? It's your guy, Fresco. And we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about, actually? Our show is about a little bit of everything. Man, it's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right, it's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no! You like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. Who it don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life real brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously, not by choice. And if you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. Makes for good dialogue and it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead. You dig. Chill. All right. So last topic of the day, guys. Um, I put this on here for a reason, but this kind of become clear, more clear uh next week, actually. But I still want to talk about the topic. Um, what was the last album that you listened to that you felt was an instant classic? 
Any genre. Oh, uh, Daytona for me. I can't. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's really hard to to think of something recent. <laughs> I'm trying to not be a grandma. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn, I don't know. You might go. You go first, and I'll have to. Mine would be the Pimple um, Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. That was the last album. I'm not saying that there hasn't. That's old too. Huh? Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying that there hasn't been any <laughs> classic albums since then, but that was the last album that I listened to that after my first pr- playthrough, I was like, this is a motherfucking classic. This is a classic album. I was I, I don't even know if I finished the first playthrough when I felt like that. Like, damn, honestly, damn, I think that that's, that's near classic too, modern day classic. Um, but it took me like it took me like two months of sitting with that album before I was ready to say that. To Pimple Butterfly, the first playthrough, I was like, fuck, this is amazing. Hip hop hadn't felt that way at that point in a few years, and yeah, that was that was the last time I listened to an album that I was like, "This is an instant classic for me." Mm. I don't know why, but for me, what's coming to my mind is Beyonce's "Lemonade." Mm. Okay. That might have been the last one that I really was like, "Okay, this is a bit of a culture changer." Yo, and I and, and for me that don't listen to Beyonce like that, I know how different that album was from everything else she's ever done. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I can agree with that one too. Yeah, sleeper pick for me, and this is be, and this is an actual pretty old album, but this is like the last one that's outside of rap. Um, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. Yeah. Man. Listen. Yes, that. and you know her anniversary of her, her passing was like a few days ago, so it's oh, weird wow. to bring her up. Yeah, like yeah. That, that listening to that album when I wasn't an Amy Winehouse, I couldn't be categorized as an Amy Winehouse fan before that point at all. But something about when I listened to that one and her voice and sh- that shit took me to a different place. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cherry Wine with Nas. <laughs> yeah. That whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder if we're ever gonna get an Amy Winehouse biopic. Um, they, they. Well, I don't know about a biopic. That would be dope. But they, I did you watch that Amy? It was like a film that yeah, they the, yeah, made about yeah, her. Yeah, that was really dark though. Yeah, like, sure. don't watch that unless you're ready to go to a dark place because it still it felt like well, damn, she had a lot of demons and just could not get it together and. We're such a talent that we're never going to have again. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Baylor, I also she agree with you. left us with, with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Baylor, I also agree with you on uh, Daytona. I think Daytona is a classic album. The only reason why that didn't kind of make that pick for me is because I, I think it took me, honestly, about six months after that album came out that I understood the brilliance in what he did in only seven tracks. Right. And that that accumulated to what twenty one minutes? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. After that, I mean, I mean, there was some some albums around around Daytona that was considered classics, but um, that one comes to mind. Uh, of course, uh, Victory Lap. Um, yeah, not not so much. Yeah, how did not we so, not think of that? Well, I mean, we I. I did, but I think Victory Lap came out before Daytona. It did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, it did. It did. Yeah. So I was just trying to go back to like the last last album I listened to that was a classic. Um, and I'm not. I know Hayes is going. He gonna side with me on this one. I think. I I don't think Crash is is Q's classic album, but it's it's up there though. I really I did like Crash a lot. Yeah. But I wouldn't pick Crash over Daytona, uh, or you know, not not like, and I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't pick Crash over Daytona either. What's uh, just since I named one, what's a non hip hop album that you think is a classic recently? I guess mine wasn't recent; it was two thousand and six. So I'm about to say yeah. recently. <laughs> um, oh wait, uh, you got me on that one. Okay, you got me on that one. I have a lot if we're going back, but recently it's kind of tough. I feel like nothing's classic anymore <laughs> like the world has all gone to shit do you guys consider frank ocean's nostalgia ultra a classic album i i i think i think i let me let me say this i think frank ocean is a classic artist i don't listen to frank ocean okay fair enough yeah for me i've never had a frank ocean album that i was like completely vibing with there would always be a joint or two or three off of the album but 
If I had to, if someone put a gun to my head and said pick one, I'd probably go with the Neo uh, album. He had 20 tracks on there, and out of them, I say about I liked about 11. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, that's it. That's all we got for this week. Uh, hey, we need some more appreciation for the shy. Why we don't talk about the shy? Because I told you, the last season of the shy, I fucking hate, bro. We can yeah, talk about it, though. Look, if, if, we, if we stuck with power, we got to stick with the shy. I, I'm not giving up on My thing with it, though, is honestly, if that season hadn't been... Talk your shit. Bro, I just... Hey, I feel I feel like the reason the shy is 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 on its descent down is a bunch of political shit. Like, and I don't mean like politics in like Trump era politics. I mean just like it's just like they're killing off characters. People don't want to do shit because you know trans. They don't want to be in storylines with trans. We know what happened to fucking Jason Mitchell. Like, it's just that what made that show amazing. The first two seasons is the cast. So as we lose more of the cast, and they they don't we didn't we did, I don't know. It feels like. Like we didn't grow up with them. It's like that that friend who moved into the neighborhood that you will never be as close with as the one that you grew up with in the neighborhood. That's what it feels you like. Ca- you you can't keep adding celebrities to this. Yeah, like that's my that's my, that's my issue. I like to look at Lala. Don't get me wrong. And I and her acting has stepped up a, a bit. But you got Candy in there now. It's like it's too much. It's too much. I'm not complaining, but it's too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. Nah, but I'm sticking. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I gotta get up on it. I'm not up on the shy at all. So. Oh man, yeah, I, uh, bro, that last season was rough, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> that last season was rough. Hey, look, but real quick though, Netflix got this, and it's real. It's real. I I just say like this. This is a um. There's a there's a show on Netflix called Dating on the Spectrum, mm. and it's about it's about um adults with autism that's trying to go out there and date uh it's real good uh i did get a little bit of small little bit of backlash and then they apologized uh because i said from the moment you see the first episode you're going to laugh all the way through and they thought that i was attacking autistic people they didn't know that i work with autistic people Mm -hmm. right and i said i wasn't laughing at them. I was just laughing at what they were doing because I'm used to seeing that on a daily basis. But to me it's a phenomenal show though. It's phenomenal. I love it. But you you, okay. you, you the, and I appreciate that pick, but you brought bringing up Netflix reminds me of something that I didn't put on the list that I actually meant to add that got announced today. Netflix announced that they are actually going to be um bringing to their platform Moesha, the game, oh, sister, sister, girlfriends, it. the Parkers, half and half, and one on one. All see all seasons coming to Netflix. I believe they're coming to Netflix in August and September to kind of spread it in them out. That is we've we've talked about before. I think Netflix is one of the companies that honestly is doing things for the black culture. Um, mm-hmm. that and it's genuine. It seems genuine. They slowly built up more and more. I think like the first thing they did was that deal with Marlon Wayans when they had the deal with his shows, and slowly they've just kept adding and adding to that. Like that shit was huge. It, it I, I damn near stood up and applauded in my fucking house when I when I read that. That's awesome news. What do you before as a send off? What did you guys think about these shows coming to Netflix? They bring it back in the stall, yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm hyped. It's cool too because you know we'll get to show our kids like a lot of the shows that we came of age with. So, yeah, you said it the best. Netflix is actually doing something for the culture, so. Yep. I just need them to get Family Matters. Can we get Family Matters on Netflix? Uh, yeah, uh, that's Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah, that's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. is it on Hulu? All right. Hulu yeah. got everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All Hulu's those shows from back in the day. Hulu snatching up everything, man. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they're owned by Disney them. now. So, like, they, they, they got the money. Yeah, I got that package, too. Oh, did you with Disney Plus? Yeah, it's worth it's worth every penny of it, bro. Every penny of it. I had that shit since it was announced. And while Disney Plus still they need more exclusive shows, but having that ESPN and uh, Hulu all wrapped up in one, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for this week, man. We are. I know we just, we just added like ten minutes on, but it is what it is. We had to talk about that shit. Uh, go ahead and give them your social media part and words. You know the routine. Sure, we didn't do it already. No, I'm kidding. Um, y'all gonna keep fucking with me with that. And every time you say it, now I'm thinking, oh shit, did we? Fuck y'all, man. Oh, man. I'm this Mary Almonte on all social platforms. <laughs> 
I was high as a kite that that episode too. I was like, "What <laughs> this nigga did?" Oh man, that's good. <laughs> Are you gonna give him your social media? You just gonna say oh, that's I good? Didn't, I, didn't know, I, didn't know, I didn't know if Mary was finished tonight. At Ben's is great on all social media platforms. BTG for president, overrun with BTG, part of the Rare Science Network. Uh, and you can also find me running through the six with my woe. Yeah, you know how that shit go. <laughs> you know how that shit go. Oh God! Uh, you can follow me at CEO Hayes. Uh, you can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The Breaks Radio Gmail dot com. Uh, lastly, if you want to send us a, v- a voicemail, you can do so at six one four five four seven two zero three nine. Something that we may. I, I I felt weird adding it in there with like everything that's going on because I know we talked about it before. Is like adding some type of fashion element to this because we do want to be more representative representative of the total culture. So maybe we'll start sprinkling that in some too because there were some sneaker releases and I know uh, Baylor was on his shit. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye, we may, y'all. We may start later. we may start sprinkling <laughs> that in. But other than that, man, we out, y'all. Peace. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Up in here, y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here uh, Y'all gon' make me lose my cool uh, Up in here, up in here If I got to bring it to you cowards, then it's gonna be quick I know you made up in the jail before, suck my dick And all the mother cats you run with, get done with, done quick How the fuck you gon' poke the dog or some bum shit? I they go to gun click, now one, one shit All over some dumb shit, ain't that some shit? Them niggas remind me of a strip club Cause every time you come around it's like